Hey, what's up? This is your girl, Diamond Styles, and I am the master chef, cooking you up something succulent and divine. It's your boys out here, and we are serving hot talk and cool iced tea. And I'm Mia Mix, here to set the tone and make sure the mood is right. So come on in and get comfortable. Pull up a chair, have a seat. You can even take your shoes off. Wait, not if your feet is down. <laughs> oh, hell no. Welcome, Welcome to Marsha's Plate. The time has come for you to be the change you want them to be, yeah. No more running around filled with all hypocrisy, yeah. It starts from the inside, it spreads wide, and everything will be alright. Join the conversation. Hashtag Marsha's Plate. Oh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We want to hear what you guys have to say. You can also help us build community by becoming a patron on patreon.com slash Marsha's Plate. By contributing to this podcast, you help us continue our powerful work to change culture one episode at a time. So let's get started. Somebody roll the weed. Oh. Have you ever seen Half Baked? Half Baked? No, I've never seen that. What's that? It's with Dave Chappelle. No, Um, I haven't. I love that movie. So (laughs) it sounds like it's about 420. Yes. And today is 420, so y'all are celebrating. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't celebrated yet. Not oh. yet, but I definitely will be later on. Oh, I'm gonna get high than a motherfucker. Ow! Um, I you know, know my favorite smoking song is um, "Trying to Smoke" by Janae Aiko. Oh, it's I'm new, trying it's on her, to smoke. Yes, it's her new. It's on her new album. I don't know if I have a. I don't smoke. So I don't do that, but when I used to smoke when I was younger, I think it was this um, Raphael Sadiq interlude. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. I'm going to see if I can find it. I like listening to to Cypress Hill. Did you used to listen to them? Did any of y'all used to listen to them? No, I like Doja Cat. I like uh, Doja Cat. Um, hot, was it? Um, this is. <laughs> Smoke some herb. Yes. That's, that's a good vibe. I love it that is. one. It was cute. The legendary wow. song is. No, that's yeah, that was sisters. Yeah, I had to listen to Cameron. Cameron. The legendary smoke song is "I Got Five On It." Uh, Yeah, that is. I got five. (laughs) 
<laughs> I like watching How High. That's a funny movie. Yeah. Uh, what song? Do y'all remember the first time y'all got high? Yeah. Yeah. I I remember thinking like I'm because the woman who got me high was an older woman, and I remember thinking like. I'm not supposed to be doing this, but I don't give a fuck right now. Let's who is she? Man. I don't even remember who she was. I just remember I was in her car. We had went to her friend's house and they were smoking and she she passed it to me and we were in her car smoking. I don't remember who this lady is. I just remember that my first experience was with a black cis head woman. <laughs> What's her name? I mean, how old were you? I, you just smoking random shit, me from people you know. <laughs> she gave him a peer pressure. No, listen, I was very Waco fish, so I, I think I was in high. I may have just left high school. I was in high school. I don't remember what um what part of my life, but I know I was younger. I wasn't even. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think it was like. Towards the end of high school. That's what I remember, yeah. Towards the end. Baby child. <laughs> they were smoking weed. They, I seen them roll it up. Mm. Okay. You knew what weed was at the time? What it looked like? Oh, you're trying it. You're trying it. <laughs> you could have been smoking a primo, bitch. And you would know. That's a lie. First of all, you look. Stay smoking. Oh. Down. Oh, so you know what it smelled like and looked I like. I know what it smelled like and what it was supposed to give, darling. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know my brother-in-law told my niece he would rather her smoke with him than anybody else because he's weed positive. So he like, I'm your mom don't really care for you smoking, but I just know if you want to smoke, you're going to smoke with me. Like, That's how my mom was. You're going to get it from me. Yeah. Right, because mm-hmm. I at least tra- I know what's in it. I know mm-hmm. what it is, and I know mm-hmm. you in a safe spot. Ain't nobody gonna try to take advantage of me. Right? Yeah, because there's so many. Like I've heard so many stories from people saying that their friends smoked some weed with somebody, and then they, they haven't been the same since. They 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 started taking off their clothes and running down the street naked and shit. And Devo pitching and Devo pitching cool. No, no, very, very, very <laughs> Friday cheese. Very, oh, next Friday. That's what I'm That's talking about. Yeah, very yeah. that. They probably is laced with some coke. <laughs> it's probably laced with some coke or... And bombing fluid. Some weird ass. Yeah. I don't no, know. You. you you just never know. Like, there's, like, I've heard so many stories, like, even from people that I like went to school with they're not the same anymore because they smoked with somebody and they didn't know what they were smoking mm. yeah I think mm-hmm. the first time I got high I was too I think I'm too young to remember I think it was my aunt Roz she let me smoke a, like a piece of her little joint and um I think that was the first time but my first memorable time was with um these this group of lesbians that I used to hang out with when I was in high school. <laughs> uh-huh. And they were always being freaky. Like they were always being freaky. I'm talking about they get high and the motherfuckers is eating each other coochies and that's what we do. <laughs> that's why it just turned into three summer orgies and I just sit there like I just came <laughs> 
I just came to smoke. I don't know. What, <laughs> I don't know what y'all doing because definitely who I was back then. I wasn't playing with no vaginas. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I that's was like, niggas, "Wow, that's why niggas be like, you want to smoke because they know that's gonna get you relaxed, them, <laughs> them coochie muscles relaxed and ready." Oh, no. <laughs> they always be like, "Come on, let's smoke." Let's meet us in small coochie muscles. Relax. (laughs) (laughs) My first memorable experience was with, um, yeah, a group of queer people. My um, the guy that I had like a semi crush with, who who was battling being gay or straight at the time, because we were in high school, and his. (laughs) sister was battling being gay or straight but she had a girlfriend who was a stud and so much but anyway <laughs> That's he, had a blast. he taught me how to like he taught me how to smoke like the correct way because i would literally put the smoke in my mouth and blow it out i'm just looking at everybody <laughs> high and i'm like girl what y'all are having a good time and he's like but you're not smoking right girl <laughs> this is how you're supposed to do it inhale give it a couple of seconds Exhale. Cough, cough, mm. cough, cough, cough. Great. You don't Boom. cough, you're not getting high. But the mean, why you best don't weed I ever oh. had was White Widow when I was, like, it was like in 2012, baby. Yes, God. Mm. Smokers know what I'm talking about. <laughs> why? why you don't smoke now? Um, you don't like how I feel? Yeah, I don't. I don't. I rather. I like the feeling of the high. I don't like the feeling of the lung smoke. The, the that. Mm. So, um, mm. yeah, gotcha. I don't like that. So, okay. Yeah. So edibles are more my thing. I like to, you know, consume them in another way. Plus, for some reason, the edibles give me a better, more longer high. It's a bypass. Yeah, it be. Ooh. It go directly in your bloodstream, so. Yeah, yeah it's, it's. Have you fucked up? Yeah, it's much better. Um, I took a, I went to Seattle probably, I don't know when I went to Seattle. Was it October? I don't know. I went, went in October and I got a bunch of edibles. I got these candies. Oh, I remember then that. I, then I got these, um, these potions. The candies, they kind of just, you know, they just. They don't. They don't mm-hmm. get you high, high, but they just get you feeling cute. Like, yeah, yeah. Are like, you serious? You, oh, that's a lie. But like if them, you take a little plane ride, yeah, cool. But the them potions, them in the little yellow things in the vials. Oh, baby, <laughs> them, them get you. I had took so I took one probably like two days ago, just to go to sleep, baby. I had the wildest dreams. It was, my body was zooted, and I just felt like, ah, <laughs> oh, it just felt so good, especially if you're at home, and you're resting, you're laying down, and you can just feel it in your body without wearing it, just chill. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was so good. I was like, yes, this is mm-hmm. how you, this is how to do it. Wear it out. I you're don't the know about of your life. Y'all saying that candies don't get you high? I, when I was in Vegas, and I... I went to Planet 13's dispensary, which is sickening. It's like this, it's a sick, it's a complete experience. I can't even get into all that. But I got 
like two boxes of gummies and I think I only ate two of them. One was sativa and the other was indica. Baby, when I no, no, no. you, I was... I'm not saying that they won't get you high because I done had some candies that get me high as fuck. But the <laughs> ones I have, the ones I have right now, they don't, they cool, they just give you a little taste of something. It ain't like, ooh. Mm. But I yeah, remember... Candies. You remember we had, you gave me like the roll up candy in Los Angeles and I was tripping. Like I was. Yeah, that was the dispensary <laughs> that we had went to in Los Angeles. Yo, Z was zooting. It I was can feel so much my fun. leg. <laughs> <laughs> like for real, I was like, I can't feel my leg. He was like, bang. And I just kept, yeah, I just kept passing it to him because he had the munchies too and he was candy. <laughs> <laughs> you were fucking him up. Yes, that's exactly. my baby. We had a good time. I remember um, um, I was visiting Los Angeles, and Brandon, who used to stay with me, um, who's been on the show, he co-hosted um, the first season of Pose with us. Um, <laughs> he's with Brian. Y'all know Brian, Africano boy. So this is mm-hmm. when Brian lived in L.A. and Brandon lived in L.A., and I was coming to visit. So I came to visit, and... My friend, he's the only, like, rich friend that I have, he brought us some candies. He came out to dinner with us, but then gave us these candies. They're like little Jolly Ranchers or whatever. They look yes. like they look like little Jolly Ranchers. So um, I knew what they gave, so I didn't even fuck with them because I knew I need to be in the house when I try one of these because I had already tried some. But they had never tried it. And, I, and Brandon wasn't, you know how he smokes now. He wasn't a smoker. Like, it oh, wasn't, wow. he wasn't a smoker. So this is his first time trying this candy. And so I dropped him off at home. I dropped him off. He goes with Brandon. I'm going back to the hotel because I think I had a client. Did I have a client or something? This was back like 2011 or 10, something, 12, maybe 12. And um, I'm in, I'm waiting for my client. I, no, 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 I have my client. And then, you know, after your client, you kind of get in the shower and you come back out and, you know, you chill it. Baby, Brandon called me, but Brian called me and said, Diamond, what is wrong with your friend? Because they just had became friends. And I was like, what's happening? He is crying. And he was like, oh, my God. And I, he gets on the phone. He puts Brandon on the phone. Brandon's like, Diamond, come and get me. I don't know what. <laughs> I don't know what um, Jay put in those candies, but oh my God, I can't, I'm too high. I can't do anything. <laughs> and he was just zooted and tripping. And then Brian said, I don't know what he did, but he kept on grabbing my dick. <laughs> and Brian got a big old dick, right? <laughs> but but it get hard at the drop of a dime. It don't matter if he, if you touch his dick, it's getting hard, no matter who you are. And so, <laughs> so, so, Damn, Brandon, so Brandon's like, Brandon's like, well, I know I was touching it and it was getting big. <laughs> <laughs> no. And this is all why he is high. And I was like, well, Brian, bring Brandon over here. Like, you know, so, because they didn't really know each other. They were just hanging out. I was like, well, mm-hmm. just bring Brandon to my um, hotel and I'll figure out how to get him home once he's done. You know, I just wanted to make sure he was okay. Not that I didn't trust Brian, but they didn't know each other. So, um, but it was funny. He was zoned out over them little candies. And he said, he was saying the same thing. He was like, I couldn't feel shit. I could, like, I, he's like, I could feel stuff, but I couldn't. 
He's like, it just, I couldn't mm-hmm. control it. He said, I didn't It was airy. Yeah. Some people can't handle edibles. I remember when I had this white girl, was, I think she was white and Hispanic. Anyways, she had made these, what she called crownies. It was like cookie and brownie combined. Mm. So they, they had weed in them. And she was selling them. And I bought one. And I ate a little bit at school. And I had a test in, like, second period. And I had it before a second period. And I was fucked up. Like, basically, <laughs> I, I failed the test. And I didn't even give a fuck. I was like, oh, shit, I failed the test. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was so high, I couldn't concentrate. I was like, I'm never doing that again. But I had an A in that class. But I was like, bro. And it was a keyboarding class. We learned how to type. <laughs> so you like, so I, ah, talking about. I know. I was like, fuck this shit. While I was doing it, I was like, I'm fucked. Uh, I cannot concentrate. But I just was typing. I felt the fucking test. I've had some but, good experiences. Like when I was in Vegas, I felt like I was the the girl in the pictures. I feel like I was that, that girl. I had a good. I had a good time. I'm trying to think. Have I had some smoke? Oh, oh! I didn't have now. Okay. When I didn't know that K two was bad, because there was a period where people didn't know that K two was bad. They wait, thought wait, that wait, 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 wait. For somebody that don't know shit, what is K two? Um, okay, so let me explain how I how I it's thought like it synthetic, was. right? It's oh, it's synthetic it, was, it was supposed to be synthetic weed and it was legal. So I was like, oh hell yeah, this is legal weed. I'm definitely gonna smoke mm-hmm. it. Baby, when I told you I would tell you I smoked and I was like, oh no, like I'm too high. Like I don't want this to be <laughs> Like, I want this to be over with. Like, this is not what I signed up for. Like, I was in a praise to God to asking him to, to just please. <laughs> when you get like, to praying. Can you take... <laughs> That's what you know. Like, can you, can you please just take me off the ride? I don't want to ride no more. I take it back. I'm not going to smoke no more. When you get baby. to praying. Oh, nah. yeah. If you get to praying, and, then you know. It's baby. Like, oh. <laughs> right. Baby, listen, and then end up finding out that it was making the girls eat eat people and run outside naked and stuff. And I was like, oh. No. The best time. Oh, shit. The best bath salt teeth. But I remember the best high I've ever had was with my, like, the best time to have a good high and be really high is if you with a person that you have really good chemistry with that y'all can laugh. Like, normally y'all laugh, but when y'all smoke, y'all are, like, crying laughing. Like, that's the best type of people to get high with. And Mm -hmm. I had this friend where we were so fucked up, and then we left, and it was, like, so airy. And I remember getting in the car and she was driving and we was just laughing the whole time. And then I'm like, where are we at? And she was like, I don't know. Like we, <laughs> we was just driving. <laughs> like we were just driving. Then like after we saw that, we started run, laughing. Running in a circle on 16. <laughs> right, exactly. We was just driving. <laughs> I was like, where are we at? She was like, I don't know. And then we were just both just crying laughing. <laughs> like it was the type of laugh that you can't help. Like your stomach is hurting, you just can't stop. 
Like, that's the best time mm. to get high with somebody. Your stomach is hurting and you get a headache, bitch, you know it's over. <laughs> but let me tell y'all why, why I really stopped smoking weed on a regular basis. I was mm-hmm. I was friends with those same group of lesbians that I used to smoke with, and they always mm-hmm. used to get me high. I never had to buy weed. They would come up. The, this is the reason why. Because I was the only one in the clique who had my own apartment. How old were you? That was our age. I was 16, 17, 17. So all the rest of them lived with their parents. So they could come over to my house and smoke without no drama. You feel what I'm saying? So... I didn't have to buy no weed. I didn't have to put in no shit. They just <laughs> smoke. And so this one time, one of the lesbians, um, this stud named Magali. Magali, so there was Magali, there was a, the clique of girls, Jessica, Karen, uh, Shauna. Um, it was like a clique of like four girls. Magali was messing with one of them named Karen. But M- Magali had a white girl that was her girl too, <laughs> and so all right. And her her, her name culture. Yeah, her her, <laughs> her name was Megan. We her last name. Her name is Megan Burner, but her, we call her by her last name Burner because we Burner. <laughs> so, so we call her Burner. And plus, she come from coins. So her parents, she always had coins, and so she always got weed or whatever. And she had this sickening ass fucking car that was like I don't know one of them like California souped up old school cars that her dad bought her for her 16th birthday cause it, are you talking about the one with the low riders yeah that bounced the shit she had one of them yes! <laughs> so her, 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 her parent her dad got it for her cause her dad they had coins and so that's and so Magali the stud had a baby so she had a um he had a son that was two years old. <laughs> that so, reminded me of uh, my block. So she had never. She, with the she, one, she yeah. one of them lesbians that tried some dick for the first time and got pregnant on the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, <laughs> horrible. She was like, "Oh, this is late." But she had a son, and he was two. And um, she brought him over to the house, like her and his her her and her son, and then um. Karen, one of the one of her girlfriends, comes over, and I tell her, "Don't leave your son over here. I'm not a babysitter. <laughs> Don't leave your son over here." And so she um, she she doesn't listen to what I had to say <laughs> and leaves her son at my house when she goes off running with Karen. Then Burner comes, her girlfriend, her other girlfriend comes and she was like why is the baby sitting out here on the curb <laughs> because i put the baby out on the curb <laughs> because i was high and I, I was high and annoyed that she <laughs> left the baby and so my rational adult mind and i was like 18 17 18 my rational adult mind had kicked in. I was so pissed off that she left the baby. I said, oh, you're going to leave your baby? Let me show you. And I put him out on the stairs and closed my door. <laughs> oh, poor baby. 
<laughs> and so oh, Burner, so Burner put, now I'm looking out the window making sure he don't walk down the street or something. But, oh. <laughs> but, but uh, I did see him outside on the steps. And so Burner comes up and she like, she get out her car and she sees the baby on the steps. She was like, what the fuck is the baby outside on the steps? <laughs> the white girl. And so she picks up the baby and knocks on the door. I let her in and she comes in. She was like, where's Magali? I was like, I don't know. She was like, she just left the baby outside. I said, no, I left him outside. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, why would you? And she looked at me like, what? Why would you leave a two-year-old outside? <laughs> I like, I don't, I and so I'm really pissed off. <laughs> I told that bitch, don't leave her baby here. If she cared about her baby, she wouldn't have left him. I'm going out. I'm really trying. I, I'm realizing that, girl, that was late. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm trying to de- I'm trying to deflect from that. <laughs> All right. I tell her, don't leave her baby out there. Da, 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 da. So Megan get to um rolling the blunt while I'm going off about her um leaving her baby. So she's rolling another blunt. Da, 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 da. And I'm going off, well, when she come here, I'm gonna give her a piece of my mind. I'm going I'm basically going off saying what mm-hmm. I'm gonna say when she come about leaving her motherfucking baby. And yeah, she gone. She went with Karen funky ass. <laughs> so I'm snitching. I'm doing all kinds of shit. <laughs> so, so Bernard's like, oh, she with another bitch. <laughs> so oh. me and Bernard get to smoke it. So whatever kind of weed that Bernard had was different than Magali's because this weed that she had was like, woo. <laughs> mm. It was mm. like, it was, I guess, this back in the day where it wasn't no loud, but this would have been considered some loud or something. <laughs> <laughs> so, it was, so y'all basically smoked, you smoked some Reggie first. Right. And that was a different feeling. It was a different feeling. So I'm sitting there. I had already hit the blunt with Bernie. It was just me and her smoking. And the baby was sitting playing. And then finally Magali come knock on the door. And I'm sitting there. And everything that I want to say is like on the tip of my tongue. Because I want to go off of her. But I'm so high that I am stuck. And I can't say anything. <laughs> Dang. And every time I feel like what I want to say is about to come out. Burner interrupts me talking about Karen. Why would you, why you let that bitch come over here and pick you up? Like she going out every time I want to say something and I feel like it's about to come out. She interrupts me and I can't say nothing. The whole time I'm sitting there just zooted, wanting to say something. <laughs> the and, conversation. And, and looking at going back like this. <laughs> <laughs> like I want to say something and, so bad. And I'm getting frustrated with her because she won't let me talk. And I really want to go off on this bitch because she left her son and I told her not to. And as soon as I'm about to say it, she say something. I'm like, I, like I'm thinking in my mind, I want to say something, but you keep interrupting me. <laughs> <laughs> what was I about to say again? And they end up and they end up leaving. And I didn't even get to say nothing. I just was high. And then I woke up the next morning at 10.30 and I still was high. And I did not like the fact that I went to sleep and I was still high at 10.30 the next morning. And so I said that day, I'm not getting high no more. (laughs) And I I didn't get smoke high for years, 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 years later. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. That'll do it to you. 
you done, you done had some edibles though. Like yeah. the one time you had that bag of tricks. Yeah, the check mix, yeah. Edibles, Chex yeah. Mix. I've done here edibles. Great mm. out. Yeah, I love edibles. Yes, but I I, I I think it like the it depends on what type of weed you're smoking because like you know, indica is it's gonna make you sleepy. Sativa is gonna make you happy and opens up your creative part of your mind. So I think it depends on what kind of weed you're smoking. I really need to try that. I need to try the difference because they mm -hmm. all seem to make me sleepy. They all seem yeah. to make me sleepy. Sativa don't. Sativa doesn't. I could mm -hmm. swear I tried some sativa and they, it made me sleepy too. It's it's a different. It's it's completely different. I like smoking when I'm um like when I'm doing stuff creative. Like if I'm doing anything creative, like drawing or or if I'm I'm thinking about uh, writing, just anything. It helps me open up my creative part of my brain. Like I know a lot of people who smoke and paint and draw and stuff. Cause it, Have it, you? it heightens. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, it just heightens all your senses. That's why people like to listen to music or dance. They have fun. Yeah, I know if I ever need to make like a hard decision or if I need to sleep, I like to smoke because I know that my inner voice is more amplified when I smoke. And also, have y'all ever read on the history why we was made illegal in the first place? Mm -hmm. Why what? Why we was made illegal in the first place? Like basically, white people didn't like how they couldn't black tax, people they were couldn't tax it, and, and they think that black people was making a coin. They were, they were mm, over it. But guess what? Now no, 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 no. Making the coin. No, 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 no. Not just that. It was also it was very popular in the jazz culture too, and they were saying like it makes niggers feel free or some shit like that. Like some racist ideology. Where they talked about Mexican people, yeah, it was Mexicans too. It wasn't just yeah. Black people. Mm -hmm. So, and that's you know, hence the name marijuana. You know, they they demonized it because people of color was using it. Mm -hmm. And now the um, irony is they're trying to profit off of it. Leaving. And they are profiting from it and with making millions. And there's still people that are in jail right now. Who who got went to jail because of marijuana possession? All amount of marijuana, and even a small amount. Yeah, right. but there are there are properties in weed that help people as well, like um, people with autism or um, people um, seizures. They have seizures. Seizures. It helps, epilepsy. It helps mm -hmm. Epilepsy. There's a lot of properties that does help people as well. So, like a lot of people look at it as a as a drug, like oh, this is bad. But I I think like the overusage of anything is bad. Yeah, I think. Well, that's just my, like that's my opinion. But um, it has a lot of healing properties in it too. Don't it yeah. help you with your pain, Mia? Yeah, I have a lot of back pain from an injury that happened when I was like 22 and um, like I have to stretch often and so it relaxes my muscles to be able to stretch because if like I, like I can stretch without smoking but I feel like it, I will hurt myself because my, my muscles aren't loose enough. Like I, it, it'll just take longer. I can't just get into it if that makes sense. Mm. And also I know it helps a lot of 
uh, vets with PTSD, it helps them relax a little bit. Like it helps, but some people it don't work. Some people make them paranoid, but I know one vet, he smokes (laughs) or he uh, uses a pen because he don't really like to smoke all the time and it really helps him with his PTSD. And I've been trying to get my daddy to, you know, fuck around with it, but he probably do fuck around with it on the low. He was the type of dad where he would hide smoking cigarettes from me. Like, he would pretend like he don't smoke cigarettes. So mm. he probably do it, just don't tell me. But I remember one time he was coming over here and helping me with the couch, and then Mia was smoking. I was like, why? 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 <laughs> At first, I was thinking, why would you smoke when my daddy's coming over here? But anyways, he was like, What's that smell? He's like, y'all smoking weed in here? I was like, y'all smoking weed in here? I was like, yeah, Mia's smoking for her back pain. But he know I smoke anyway. So it's just like, but I was just like, yeah, Mia smoked for her back pain. Okay, first of all, let's be clear. It wasn't purposely, okay? I was in the back room with the door shut. (laughs) And I I thought that you guys... It's your house, though. But but listen, I'm you know I was I am southern. I was being respectful, and I was in my room with the door closed. I should have put something under it so you couldn't smell. I didn't know it was that strong, and so <laughs> you know it offended Papa Bear, and and that's okay. That I I understand, you know, but this, you know I pay the bills. Yeah, it's your house. You can smoke if you want to. It ain't hurting nobody. Um, Oh my God, I want to thank all of our new patrons this week. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yay, 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 yay. So, not only are you helping to sustain this particular podcast, you know, I also donate to other podcasts, I donate to other organizations. I have my finger on the post of the community and I know a lot of grassroots organizations that are doing great work out here so you're not only helping to sustain us you're helping to sustain other people in a community because I put my money where my mouth is you know that's just the kind of bitch I am community is fuck (laughs) so thank you I really really appreciate you and if you have not become a patron why have you not? You can donate as low as a dollar a month. It doesn't matter. Anything helps. Please. Do I have to play Sarah McLaughlin and show you puppies? Like, what do I have to do? Do I have to do resort to what the white people do to get you to give them money? <laughs> All righty. Anyway, thank y'all. And the Patreon and PayPal link is at the bottom. Back to the show. So y'all were talking about the, you know, the healing properties and the properties that are, you know, beneficial. Yes, that's, you You get the healing in regards to, in the feeling of the relaxation, blah, blah, blah. But smoking put free radicals and, and soot and shit in your lungs. That part mm-hmm. isn't sick. Combustion. Right. That part isn't good for your lungs. So right. why why wouldn't y'all find a different form of getting it in your system? Why why is smoking, which is negative on your lungs, <laughs> like right. th- that? Why why do y'all pref- if y'all worried about the healing properties or care about the the benefits? Why wouldn't y'all figure out another way to do it? You want to answer first, me or me? You go ahead. You you don't want. I don't smoke. I honestly don't smoke all the time. I don't need to smoke. I'll smoke if I if I want to sleep good or 
you know, Mia pass it to me or I have something I want to think about clearly, that's when I smoke. But I'm not like uh, like a hardcore stoner. So I'll let you go. Okay. So um, first of all, like as far as like the choice between the two, um, I don't know how to make edibles. Um, I think I, I want to learn how to do it. It's, it's In order for me to obtain edibles that are quality, that will make you high, I'll probably have to go it's out easy. of state because I'm in Texas. Or no, I have to pay it's for easy. Some- I've made them. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. But they are easy to make. Okay. We definitely should try that. So um, um, I don't know how to make them. And so it's not accessible for me to be able to do. Um, maybe I'm just being a lazy ass bitch. And I, I, I guess I could try to, to learn how to make some, but I haven't yet. Um, it's just easier to just um, stuff the cone with the, <laughs> the plant-based marijuana. And um, <laughs> light her up. Um, I deal with heavy depression. Um, sometimes I, I have dealt with it, and I do deal with it sometimes with heavy depression. So that does help with my depression. And I do have, uh, um, I wouldn't say it's not diagnosed, but I think I do have sleep a sleep issue. Uh, it's hard for me to go to sleep. I think that helps. It helps with that, and I also have pain issues, um, back pain issues specifically. And it, help, it helps a lot with my back pain issues. It seemed like weed would be not a good thing for a depressing person because it's such a hmm. downer. Because it's, it it downed you. It feels like it would be um, like yeah. you would you would want something that would be an upper if you're well, depressed. What is like I like I was explaining earlier. Like there's um, different um, components to each strain of weed because you know it's a plant. So. Um, sativa is an upper and um, indica would be a downer. Now, you do have a hybrid that which is a mix of two. So you do have a choice um, in that matter. Mm, so you just stick with uh, sativa? I, um, I do a mixture. But from in the South, you mainly get indica-based uh, plants. When, um, when I was depressed and I was smoked a down, like the indica... I didn't, I in particular didn't like how much it made my mind race, if that makes sense. Like, but I learned how to, cause, because I use it a more, like I make it, I use it with an intention if I'm gonna use it. So I know how to control my mind now and I let it race everywhere. So I let myself be silly and I let myself be relaxed. Like I make my mind be that way and that's how we gonna be like, like that's how to if I have that intention, that's what it's gonna be. But if I if I be smoking it in a depressive state, for me in particular, I know it's not gonna make me feel better. So I, I don't know how people do that either. Mm. For me, it just make me be like, Yeah, I'm vibing, I'm chilling, you know, because I know how to control myself. Like I don't let my mind go out. Cause I, I also, you know, it has a lot to do with your mental health before the weed too. Like without the weed, you need to take care of your mental health. But it seems like if you're not taking care of your mental health and you smoke, for me, if I smoke, then that's just gonna amplify what emotions I'm feeling. But sometimes that could be good because I know how to register them. Like I'll be like, okay, so this is what's going on. And I think clearly about the emotions and it gives me some clarity, but doing that hard work sometimes, like 
because it's so it's so amplified. It's it can be a lot. Um, like, how do you feel when you smoke in a depressive state? Like, does how does it make you feel? Um, because okay, so I literally am a, a person who who mo- whose mood can change really easy with music. Um, music That's is a true. part of my self care. So, like, like I said, weed enhances your uh, senses. So, I like, I'll smoke and I'll listen to some good vibes or some good music with good, um, positive um, things, uh, lyrics and stuff. And I'll dance. So, I like to dance and I'll just, I'll have a good time. Uh, I exercise. I'll stretch. I'll do things that are active. Or I'll, I'll like I said, I'll be creative and I'll, I'll either get into some arts and crafts or something. It just, mm. it really depends. Like last time I was, um, I smoked, I, I created a vision board, which is really, really fun. But since we're talking about depression and um, marijuana, I want to give some um, key facts about it. So minimal evidence for revealing straight, um, short-term or in in frequent use of marijuana. The facts are that minimal evidence for revealing stress and anxiety, relieving, excuse me, limited and mixed evidence for positive and negative effects on depression and can cause anxiety or paranoia depending on amount of THC or CBD. Sometimes level of THC and CBD are labeled on different strains, but there isn't a, a lot of oversight on it. So when I, I think that goes into like when I was talking about sativa and indica. So like, like you were saying, everybody has mixed reviews as far as like how you feel when you smoke. Yeah, some people is for, some people is not. You know, that's what everything, like, yeah. some people is not. So when we talk about legally legalizing it, I think that's more helpful for the people that do want it. But people thinking everybody's going to run around, kids just going to run around, smoke a weed. And it's for the people that li- that actually work for it. So, mm-hmm. I, and I also know it helped when I was battling with, like, eating disorders, it helped balance that like if i was starving myself it would force me to eat <laughs> and if mm. i was starving if i was if i was overeating it'll make me realize like what my body needs so i, I wouldn't even get the munchies like it's so interesting like it it gives that balance mm. but you want to know what's interesting as far as you saying overeating because you know you had an issue with um with overeating um it, it does also recognize as a it's, it's also recognized as a potential treatment for nausea and vomiting related to um, chemotherapy. Um, it's also uh, medical marijuana may relieve symptoms of anxiety. Mar- marijuana can be used as a tool for pain management as well. Mm. So, what's the difference between the regular weed that you buy and medical marijuana? Mm, I've um, actually go ahead. No, no, go ahead, Z. I've actually had, because my brother-in-law is a Rasta man, and they believe in natural everything, you know, and he actually works somewhere where they grow it. And I've noticed the difference in that type of weed. Like, it's more, like, the, the high is, is more smoother, and it don't feel like you're cloudy. It just feels like... um it just feels like it's compatible. It's more compatible with your body, if that makes sense. But like the medical stuff, I mean, it's good, but 
it makes me nervous because like sometimes you could taste certain chemicals and i'd be like no so i don't know I, that's for what i noticed but i don't know about me experience um it really okay so i guess it depends on who you're buying it from um and what strain it is that you're smoking like okay to be honest some weed men don't even know what strain they're selling you they just know that whoever they got it from said he was allowed and they know <laughs> 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 yeah so, and you could be smoking some red some high high-end reggie and we think you are that girl until somebody give you the right strain and you're like oh baby this is really it now i think the difference is um medical marijuana and it has it, it, it's there to help you with you know um pain management or things that you deal with on a, in a on a medical type of lens but the and but the facts are um but i think they also use gmo seeds too because that that makes a difference as well i think that's what the main difference is they might use GMO seeds and GMO seeds are linked to cancer. So, <laughs> well, okay. So for legal, for legal purposes, non-medical or regular marijuana is referred to recreational, recreational marijuana. Unlike medical cannabis, residents in states with legalized recreational marijuana do not need to prove their suffer they suffer from a qualifying medical condition or any medical condition at all. But more on the in more on that in in a minute, to be honest. Um, what is medical marijuana? Medical marijuana is um, it could be like oils, creams, sprays, patches, vaping, edibles, and recreational marijuana is, mm, it's basically, you know, the, the, the wanted that you get, the marijuana that you get on the streets. <laughs> oh, but what? you can't do the yeah. same thing with those. <laughs> so I think what I'm reading, it, it, what it says is because the medical is such a controlled growing process that the levels of THC and CBD oh. are going to be different within the, um, the medical than it is in the loud because in the, um, the recreational one. Because they're, it's really controlled. They know the strand. They know what they're, you know, what they're putting mm -hmm. in, in in the growing process. And so it's going to be a different level than some wildly or um, wildly grown or, um, you know, you know, just how the people, weed man using the weed growing, man growing that, that can and it, it could be more sophisticated than just a weed man. There's some people who are more sophisticated yeah. in growing marijuana, and they have produce certain types of strands that could be stronger in one level, um, you know, and just different things like that. So I think that's a difference. And so when we talk about kind of, I don't know, like sometimes people um, conflate medical marijuana and the benefits of it or med medical marijuana and doing it with the recreational and it can be vastly different. And how mm. it makes you feel, and how it yeah. makes you um, respond to it. That yeah, that's sense. true. And they give, are they like, oh, you experiencing this? Here's this. Oh, you experiencing this? Here's this type. 
You expect yeah. oh, here's his type. Like, I can see that. Yeah. And when you go to the weed man, he just be like, hey, this will put you to sleep. They'd be like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I, I, I can see that that's the more technicality. Of it. Well, but all I, right. Well, I, when, uh, you know what I've always been interested in? Like, splicing and, like, okay, so it would be bomb if they made, like, some fruit that was genetically modified with THC in it. <laughs> that would be sick name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't take that. Are y'all not here for it? No, I don't like it. If it's juicy and succulent, I'll try it. <laughs> I was like, it sounds like it could be love, but I actually don't like the taste of anime. That scares me. So I don't know. But all right, we just wanted to talk about weed a little bit for y'all on this amazing 420. And we hope that y'all are smoking and having a good time. And if you don't smoke, don't annoy people who do smoke. Let them have their fun. Thanks. <laughs> yes. And if, you, and if you haven't smoked before, make sure you're around people who have your best interests. Yeah. And don't forget that the reason why I was illegal in the first place is because of racism. Alrighty. So my topic is no fats, no films. <laughs> no fats, no films. What about <clears throat> So um that's not how I feel. That's just the name of the topic. <laughs> so I was, okay, so I was on Milan Christopher's live, well, on his Beagle the other, well, today, actually, and um, I noticed some interesting behavior, but before I get into that story, I want to tell you why I'm bringing this up. So he made a post saying that he doesn't understand why um, the black, gay, masculine male isn't represented within Hollywood. He feels like only femme people are represented in Hollywood and there needs to be more masked people. And um, I remember making a comment saying like, you know, the, the, the people that are oppressed right now aren't the, your, good, your, your good girlfriends that can blend in as homeboys in public, the people that are being oppressed are the are the ones the the fairies and the 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 flamboyant girls who don't give a fuck about what people uh, people in society say, and they're living their lives to the fullest and getting bashed because people know that they are gay. They he paid my comment completely, so I was I seen him on Bigo on his live, and I was like, well, you know, this would be an interesting opportunity to, like, um, kind of start that conversation, and then we have a panel full of gay men, so I would like to know what they think about how how I feel about that as a, as a trans woman, and kind of explore that topic and that conversation. I just thought it would be very interesting. And let me add this before you finish that part. Also, the film, there's not a lot of film characters, and most of the gay men who are openly gay in Hollywood present more masculinely than somebody like a Billy Porter because there's tons of gay men, but they're, they're presenting masculine. They're not queening out. And I can Mm -hmm. see, but I feel like the real critique should be when we talk about representation of gay men, 
I feel like the real critique should be if you look at all the movies that where they're represented, it's just straight men pretending to be gay. It's not actual femme gay men on a lot of these movies. And in the media, to me... Yeah, no, that's what I've seen. I'm like, I mean, now they're trying to incorporate um, people who actually identify as the gender that they're portraying and on, like, plays and, and on movies. But, you know, like, like C said, back then they had straight actors play these queer parts and in real life they were heterosexual men like when you think about Kong, Kong, was it too long so plain was not uh, was it too long when um wesley snipes and the hispanic queen and white men can't jump had played those drag queens well i think that was the gimmick of that particular movie too long right but um, they could have found some real queens to play that part Mm, I think that well, this, what you think that's, about I enjoy that. Okay, go ahead, Diamond. Go ahead, Diamond. I, that that particular movie. The why I'm not I can't run with you on that. That was the gimmick. The gimmick of the movie was to take these straight dudes and make them drag queens. That was it wasn't intended to make them to be um oh a full representation of the Drag queen community. Game. It right. was the gimmick. It was let us hire three straight actors to play drag queens, and that was the gimmick of the movie. Like it was literally, it wasn't really about representation. It was that was the gimmick. Let's get the oh, okay. let's get um like when it was promoted because you know I'm old, so I know when it was oh. promoted at the time. It was oh we're getting Wesley Snipes. He was one of the top at black actors. We're getting Patrick mm-hmm. Swayze, one of the top white mm-hmm. actors that, that, that were heartthrobs. And then we got the new guy who is a comedian just coming into his own, which was um, John Leguizamo. Is that how you say it? I think that's how you say it. Um, mm-hmm. And he, he was a comedian, but he was a really, really good character actor. And so mm-hmm. that, I love was, part. That, was, that was the gimmick to have these straight dudes to do it. So I think that's a, now I, I know exactly what you're, what you're trying to say. Because I think other movies, that is a perfect example. They were hiring straight men to play um, gay boys. Like Holiday. Yeah. Holiday, um, um, Baby Boy. Is it Baby Boy? Um, Waiting to Exhale, Poetic Justice. That, that light-skinned black uh, black man that was supposed to be, had got the call about him having AIDS or having the gift. Um yeah, it, yeah, like a lot of characters have been de- have had hetero people play them, but you know, it's changing now. So what I'm saying, uh, my point was the girl, the flamboyant boy and girls, the fast, the films. These are the girls that are going getting wore out by society in real life. Not you girls who are able to blend and be homeboys. Okay, yes, you do need to be seen, but are you being oppressed as much as? the girls who don't give a fuck and are being themselves naturally. So when I went on the panel um, on Bego, um, he had a panel full of gay men and they were playing a game called um, Smash or Pass. And the, the, they were allowing different gay men in the box. Now he was trying to be co- inclusive and he would allow female figures like trans women and cis women, but only for like a limited time and then kick them out for like a stupid reason. Um, 
when he allowed like some of the the gay men on the panel, they were saying, "Oh, what well, if it looked like a, a a masculine man and he present like he presented masculine and he had some type of femininity?" They would laugh and keep kiki. And if you didn't have like a, a certain amount of finance financial um, background or what, all these qualifications of what. Uh, an attractive, available gay men are supposed to be masculine. Gay men was supposed to be. They were. They were not having it if you didn't fit into this box. And they were letting all the girls who presented anything other than a um, a masculine gay top with coins. If you didn't fit those those um, four, they was kicking you out the box or they was making fun of you. And everybody was saying that they were tops when clearly, you know, that's not true. Um, yeah, I was saying masculine <laughs> me either, but... And, the, and, the, and nobody seemed like they were, you know, super masculine. <laughs> like, I, I, I seen a, a lot of the cunts on the panel. I didn't believe, but, like, if I, when I swiped up on it, I didn't think it was straight men having a combo. That's what gags me, honey. That's what gags me. They try to give very that they are the masculine of the mass. And I be like, girl, y'all are sisters, honey. Y'all are giving me, y'all are acting film. Y'all are not acting like the train. Y'all are not acting like straight boys. Y'all are not asking. I would clock that y'all faggots. Well, not faggots. I will clock that y'all gay. I will clock that y'all gay from the beginning. I, like, I will immediately clock. Like, it's not, y'all are not giving, y'all are performing something, but it ain't. Yeah, it's so weird. I mean, <laughs> it just, it's strange to me. Like, when they first start communicating with somebody that they're interested in, they'll present, like, this mask, this mask, this super masculine personality and be all square and stuff but then when they get to know them they turn into the kind right I I don't understand and and would you consider that a form of toxic masculinity hmm. yes I think that they tried they're trying to perform in a way and create a hierarchy of what is acceptable is a level of um, homophobia and a way, it's just a warped way of expressing and creating boundaries around what is respectable, what is a respectable gay, what is a, what is a um, you know, just a form, this, their version of um, just another form of respectable politics. But um, what mm -hmm. you're, you're more respectable if you know how to act like a real man. You are more respectable if you know how to be regular. Because that gay shit, that sweet shit, that film shit is not regular. Um, that's not okay. That's not, um, that's not the way. You should just be a regular man. That gay shit is for the birds. That gay shit is why we are oppressed because you don't know how to act like a man. And da, 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 you get what I'm saying? They are leading into those kind of conversations. And, um, you know, it's just like with black folks. Like if you're ghetto, you got this this ghetto ass hair, you, you don't know how to speak proper English, you ratchet, you loud, all this stuff. That's not the good kind of, that's not the good kind of black. <laughs> we want you to be, 
the refined, upstanding, respectable black. That's those are the ones that deserve um, respect. Those are the ones that deserve. And I'm just saying, just mm-hmm. saying this. That's not my opinion, but this is what they kind of give off. That if you don't fit this particular pristine level of blackness, then you're you're not the respectable kind of black. And so, gay men and trans women, we have a level of that too. We know how that goes in. Um, in our culture, if you don't act particularly, mm-hmm. particularly cisgendered in a particularly cisgender way, then, you know, we see it a lot with the butch queen, the girls who, you know, kind of give off that butch queen vibe. Like, you're not acting like a woman, you're acting like a butch queen. That's what, but you still acting like a gay boy. And, you know, and if you don't, it, it, I've heard that a lot. Um, it said, like, it did, like, okay, so you're saying what she said. You're, you're not acting like a woman, you're acting like a gay boy? Yeah. Okay, so it can mean a, a, whole, a, a lot of things. It Using the lingo. Um, um, topping. Topping. It could be whatever they deem as um, harking back to harking back to your masculine side of your gay boy life or whatever that is. Um, they can have these boundaries and they can set up these rules of how your womanhood is supposed to represent. And I think that's what the gay men of that type is trying to do, but most of them fail to do it because they still use lingo because they're still a part of the culture. So they're still using trade. They're still using, you know, all the language that comes with the culture. They still act like queens. It's no different. You just dress you, you just may not be having rainbow colorful clothes on. <laughs> but you still, like, I can immediately clock that you're a queen if I talk to you. Like, it's, it's not, um, like, you think you're acting different because you're not, you know, honey child, boom, 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 boom. But you're really not. You, especially when you get a group of them together. Like well, they were kissing. Yes. And and doing the things that you do when you when the, all the girls are together, but shaming the the films like it was late, it was super late. Mm, yeah, but you know that's just how it is. And if you if you can't see past it, if you can't, um, if you're not a person to see, and then and this is the thing. This is the the, the kicker. In all the groups that I just named, the gay men, the trans women, the black folks, there are benefits. There is social capita that you get when you perform this kind of respectable gay, mm-hmm. respectable trans, respectable black. When you, when you, um, you get, it's, it's, that's why they're all in the group. That's why when the dudes come on there and they're masculine and they give the financial security because they are trying to look exactly like cishead straight men. They're trying to give that image of success, of masculinity, of patriarchy, of all of that kind of stuff. When you perform in that kind of way, you get a level of social capital in, in, in regards to who, how people treat you, in regards to how people act towards you. That's why they have the benefit of passing. Oh, I don't, that's why they can say, I don't get... I don't get gay bash because I know how to act in public. Yes, you know how to act. You know how to pretend to be straight. And they assume that you're a straight man. And so they treat you with the respect of a straight man. That's a privilege. You know how to perform. You know how to perform. And that's okay. You know, and it's not bad. I understand it. But um, you got to know when you're doing it. And I think they don't know when they're doing it. And and they're invested in and shame others, and, and they invested in, they're invested in that kind of hierarchy. 
They're invested in making it look. Have gotten a coin from from performing like that. Yes, absolutely. Trump just tweeted. <laughs> he tweeted again that um, he's going to stop. He's going to put in an executive order to stop immigration right now. And you know, people are kind of like, "Wow, that's racist!" Blah blah blah. blah. But how do y'all feel about it um, right now? I, th I thought that they weren't trying to come over here. Coronavirus in the state of coronavirus. How do you feel about him stopping? people from coming over here um i don't know type of way like he's like that's his character that's what he's about like it's not something that gags me i like that's what he does he's, he's a shady ass bitch well, i don't know i don't know i feel like they should be staying home i feel like they should be social distancing <laughs> I think they should be um, doing whatever they can to um, be safe, whether that be here or in their own country. I think that, um, you know, I don't think, um, I have no problem with immigrants coming over. That, that don't make me feel any kind of way. Um, I feel long as they're, I just don't want them to, if they're coming to a safe city that has high rates of corona cases, I don't want them to make it worse by being out here and then going into these homes with all these family members and getting people sick. I don't want to do that. Um, so if they're social distancing and being safe, I don't see the problem with them being here. I just want, whether you're, you're coming from, whether you're an immigrant or you're not, I think right now is just an appropriate time to take the safety precautions. There are a lot of people who are, are, are seeing this as a joke or because they don't see people directly within their group of people being affected by this, they're paying it and they think it's always can't happen to me. But baby, it's happening. I'm, I'm not, and I'm not trying to spread, uh, spread negativity or like, you know, make people feel crazy, but this just facts. Mm -hmm. Not feel crazy, but like some people, like I've, I've been hearing a lot lately that a lot of people um, with them spreading facts are being negative and we need people that are uplifting us during this this time but you also have to be real also like this it is affecting a lot of people how do y'all feel about um him not him but certain governors even texas um governors south carolina north carolina georgia um about them reopening The um, the, okay, so from what I've seen, I mean, specifically in Houston, the like the cases started at um, infected was like twenty thousand. Mm -hmm. Now I'm not gonna sorry, I'm sorry, not twenty thousand, um, two thousand, and now it's risen to like four thousand. So the 42. cases are forty two. It's not dissipating; it's getting worse. So we're not doing something right. Mm, so I'm, I'm like, why would you open up back the city when the cases aren't dropping? They're rising now. They're like, I was on Beco and um, I was um, I had different people from different places come into my life and I was talking to them about Corona. 
and how it's affected the place. In some places, it is dissipating and it, the, the numbers are dropping, but not for Texas. Yeah, that's my thing. I feel like uh, if they're not, if we haven't stopped the curve or the decrease the curve, why we're opening back up? Um, I know that we are a capitalistic country, so you know, not working and not the, the economy not going and people stop working, that kind of makes us crash. But that should let you know we shouldn't be a capitalistic country. <laughs> so, so we shouldn't be that dependent on, on work in that regards. And so I just feel like it's just stupid. It's just stupid. I'm going to still stay home. Right. <laughs> but um, I feel like I just think it's stupid. I think it's stupid for them to prematurely do it. And, you know, those people that's protesting, oh, my body, my choice, I should be able to go to work and da-da-da-da-da. Y'all shouldn't force me to stay home and da-da-da. I'll be like, let them go and be, you know, it. Let them get their life. <laughs> Baby, when they open back up, if them statistics haven't dropped, the dog's still quarantined. Yeah. Some businesses won't survive, and I do feel bad for them, but like, uh, that's that's a double-edged sword because at one token, I'm like, well, let's just remake America, and I, but that's just not going to happen, so it's kind of like, mm. but I feel like the realistic way is they are going to reopen, and people should just do it with more precautions, like if you're a business owner, just set up appointments with only a certain amount of people at a certain time, only allow a certain amount of people, and make sure you're disinfecting everything, and that's <sighs> crazy though. I, <laughs> I don't I, like it. I don't I, like it at I, all. When you were saying that it's a double-edged sword, I agree with you because there are people who are losing so much financially in general because of this. And they it's, it's imperative for them to be able to make some type of income. Like they're not getting any help. And like, okay, the thousand, the thousand two hundred dollars is cute, but like, that's not going to last for only so long. Like some people's rent isn't even that much. So I, I, I get the fact that we need to make more coins, but also it's kind of like, are we ready? Because like there was a grocery a store worker who, who passed away because her, her store wasn't, um, it didn't help them properly protect themselves as essential workers. And she got Corona and she died. Her last paycheck was $27. So, right. No. Yeah. It's, it's really that's a really difficult choice speaking from a place of privilege because I am working from home and um, I'm, I don't have to escort um, for survival reasons and I think that my position would be different if, it, if I did have to if I was doing that mm-hmm yeah doggy dog right now yeah I don't know I'm just uh, this is a difficult way to gauge things it's just a difficult because we never experienced anything like this um, in our in our in our generations um, so it's quite interesting seeing you know 
how we are all handling it and you know the hard choices that we have to make the things that we're sharing the things that we are talking about um how we are coming together how we're kind of drifting apart in some cases um it's quite difficult to make the right decision but what i know what i know is you know not keeping yourself safe and keeping the people around you safe is not the right decision it would be easier if we wasn't if we didn't have to be so dependent like on capitalism no like dependent on the system like dependent to get to be able to to do certain things we have to access these spaces like we can't just be like oh yeah let me go to my farm and let me just buy my own food okay let me just you know work out my work out at my own gym or let me just do this and this and this on my own. Like, it's just like we're so dependent. So it's kind of like we don't really have a choice at the end of the day. And you're talking about this era. Yeah, if all businesses are closed. It's, it's, it's hard for people to survive and manage because they're so used to um, um, customer service, not customer service, but... Um, what is, it, what is the word I'm looking for when you're able to get something, convenience? They're used to conveniency. Um, but it's interesting that you brought up, like, era, because I was listening, I was um, looking at a post that one of our elders from BTEC made, and she was saying that she remembers the pandemic back then when it was, like, SARS and... Um, something else and how what black folks had to go through and she was saying that what we're going through right now have brought back so many memories and how it hasn't changed and shame on the country because by now they should have they should they should be in a place where they know what to do when stuff like this happens. Oh, I was alive when SARS was going on. It wasn't nothing like this. Or SARS is something it was another uh, another plague that she How that old she is she? Um, I'm, I'm talking about couldn't have been 1918. <laughs> yeah, like the last one was 1918. <laughs> what were you talking about? I forgot what else she said. She said something else. It was SARS and... Well, the only epidemic in between then and now was AIDS. Let me go look on it. Hold on. Let me look on. She might have which I think is just not a good comparison. I think there's some there comes some elements that can be similar, but yeah, it's just because because it was really specific to gay people that yeah. changed that changed the dynamic of how the country responded. Yeah, oh, because of, said syphilis. I'm sorry. Oh, syphilis. Um, mm. Even that, that's curable. Even that, that's curable. So that's, even that's a little different. That's kind of, yeah. This was what the post read. It says, social distancing is a minute for me. I was born before we had rights to vote and N-word was a fighting word and the syphilis outbreak took the parents away by the bus, bus law. We went to, we went through back doors of street merchants and schools, but this pandemic is bringing bringing back memories from the fifties and sixties when our lives just didn't matter. Mm. Oh, I did read about that one. They 
syphilis was just impacting mostly just black people. But now this is impacting. And like we have access to to planes where everybody is traveling and so much more people now. The yeah, it's different. Yeah, this is Ooh. much different. Um, yeah. Mm. Yeah, because I don't think anybody's alive from the other one. From yeah, the Spanish flu. What makes the difference between the 1918 one? Because they weren't traveling like how we were and the population wasn't as big as it is now. Right. So it's like, y'all not taking this serious? And we don't got no type of vaccine? And that was 1918? That means they would, the people who it would be would be like 100. Like 102. Like if they were born, they would be like 102. So there's right. very few people on earth right now that live through that and is living through this. Yeah. I'm sure it's somebody, but even if it is, they were so young, they probably wouldn't remember. Mm -hmm. right. Because that was literally 102 years ago. <laughs> so if they're still alive they're barely <laughs> they're barely alive we, there's some grandmas and grandpas out there that's, uh, that's past 109 and stuff yeah I, I, it's not that they don't exist it's just that it's so few of them that if we're do you remember they, yeah do you remember cause you was cause you was a baby <laughs> right you were a baby when it was happening. So even if they're like 109, they still were 10 years old. Yeah. They still, if they, wherever they were, they still was a kid. Yeah. So I can't right. imagine they're remembering it. But I don't know. I just feel like um, it's just a different time now and di definitely different than AIDS because AIDS has such the homosexual stigma, the homophobic stigma. That it just was how they responded to it was totally different. Um, you, you know, go ahead. I'm, I'm sorry. They, you know, they responded in a way that was very, very religiously homophobic. Like this is what y'all deserve because they didn't feel like it was affecting anybody but the gays. And so it wasn't until they found out a little bit more that the tone used to the tone, the tone changed. And so I think it's different. And passing HIV passing that particular virus is through blood and, and bodily fluids and sex. So, you know, it was it's less, it, it wasn't as easy to contract as the coronavirus where you touching shit and coughing and, you know, it's just touching mm -hmm. and passing. Around people. Around people. It's just totally different in, in that kind of regard. Nothing, nothing like it. Yeah, it's, we haven't I, had I, this experience. Like, seriously, I went to my sister's house because they had just got back from New Orleans. And y'all know that's a hot spot right now. And they they were sitting around smoking in the group. It was like six of them. Uh, <laughs> let me finish my story, Z, while you were trying to social distance as I speak. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Had to t I had to toss my 20 inches of invisible weed. Um, so, okay, I, I went up there fully protected. I had on my gloves. I had on my face mask. When I entered the door, I think I offended people 
because nobody had on face mask and nobody had on gloves and they were just about to have a smoke session. So I kindly reminded them of the facts and the statistics. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I went to the corner six, six feet and plus more away. I wouldn't have went over there. <laughs> Listen. And they're, tra- they're literally traveling from New Orleans to Houston. Like from a hot spot back to Houston in the middle of a pandemic, I'm not going over, over there. there. I'm not going over there. I had on a face mask and gloves. I didn't touch nobody. I just sat down in a. I'm not gonna risk it. No, they they don't care about their lives. They are traveling to and fro a hot spot. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's true. I don't feel my type of way. I think I'm good, you know, 14 days. <laughs> 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 He's the same thing that jumping and stuff when I touch Right. Him. He could be, you could be asystematic. First of all, <laughs> I had a conversation with Z before I went over there. Are you being funny? Child, y'all but, are yeah. trying it. Okay, so. I went over there and I feel like I offended people and I was okay with that (laughs) because I would rather be protected and taking the precautions that I have to. I would have cussed you out. I would have cussed you out, girl. You know we went to New Orleans. If you care so much, you wouldn't have brought your ass over here. You should have brought your... Do you want to smoke or not? Nobody said anything. <laughs> if it's not smoking, then it didn't happen. <laughs> no way. So, I just, I think that, I think it's important to take it serious. Um, I, but, you know, don't offend anybody, not on purpose. And that was not my, that, that wasn't my intent. I just wanted to speak to my sister because I haven't spoken to her, like I haven't like this like seen her in person in months, literally. So, um, first of all, Diamond, you're not gonna just you know continue in uh, after that cough. Is everything okay? Oh, you just saw me drinking some water, honey. <laughs> it just it just went down the wrong pipe, baby. And e- and even if I did have Corona, I'm in my house alone, not risking anybody, not going to their house, I'm not going to New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> so, mm-hmm. <laughs> period. Well, also, I want to say, guys, if you guys see me nude on the Instagram page, please, you know, uh, <laughs> please, you know, be nice. Marsha's Clay, a fan of Marsha's Clay already. <laughs> Somebody was like, oh, Marsha's Clay. I was like, ah, hey. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, Shana Brooks had posted your new video showing your puss. How, how is and a nude video on Instagram? On Instagram. How is that because it's it's AFAB. If you AFAB or if you're heterosexual, they're letting it happen. But let you be a trans woman or a gay man, it's coming down. Mm. Um. Because I had actually <clears throat> my titties on on my um my other Instagram page and they definitely blocked me. So I think well. it's shady. Well, somebody sent us a video that somebody had posted of some, basically, I guess they stole it from your OnlyFans. Is that where they stole it from? 
Um, no, I posted it openly on Twitter and on Pornhub. So. Oh, okay. So they, they <laughs> took that video and um, posted it on their page. And somebody sent it to us on March's Plates um, Instagram. We know it's out there. You're not spilling no tea. <laughs> we know. We, I don't think they were being like they were spilling some tea. I think they were just making sure we knew that it was out. Um, it's not my. It's not diamond. What they do is not diamond's business. <laughs> what they do is not diamond's business. So you don't have to slide in my DMs with nothing, cause I don't care. These are grown people <laughs> that have agency over their body, and that is what it is. Don't send it to me, cause I'm not. Gonna, I'm gonna be like, yes, they look great. Thanks. Only <laughs> fans. <clears throat> so yes, so that's what it is, and yes, y'all can have fun. Also, if you are a black trans person, we will have in the description box, Black Trans Advocacy Coalition is putting out some COVID relief. Um, we're giving out little mini grants, so I will put the link in the bottom so that you can apply if you are looking to help, if you got a little bit of your privilege and you got a little bit of extra money and you want to donate, we're giving out mini grants. So go ahead and donate. That link will be in the bottom and we want to help as many trans folks. Cause you know, there are sex workers out here who are stuck in cities and can't travel because the planes are not moving. There are sex workers out here who are living from client to client. And because, um, they're essential workers. They're they're doing their thing, and they can't have clients because clients are not trying to come out, um, and they haven't learned the curve of doing OnlyFans or whatever. They haven't, you know, they they haven't um, adjusted as well. But they still need some assistance. Um, we are just really trying to help them out. We're really trying to focus on people who need some type of assistance that are trans. It can be non-binary. It could be. Trans masculine, it can be trans feminine. Just apply. So, so if you know space, huh? I said so. Please leave that space if you know you're not struggling like that. Right. Please leave that space for people that really need it. Yes, and um, we are interviewing people. So um, yes. Also, we are doing. We are on the BTAC page. Um, we are releasing videos and you'll see I've released the first one. We'll be releasing for the rest of the week. Just people, um, just people in the community giving you like a list of five tips and sharing the link for the COVID relief. So ZME is going to do one. I've already done one. It's already out. So we're going to release a couple of more people tomorrow. So, but yes, if you are looking for some COVID relief, just a little bit, just little mini grants. Um, apply in the link in the bottom. And we will see y'all next week, y'all. We will listen to y'all. We'll come back to y'all next week. <laughs> All right. All right, y'all. Right. Wait, 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 y'all. Real, real quick. Um, uh, what about the Zoom meeting? What about it? Instead of doing Beagle, we should do Zoom. Okay, we'll do that Saturday. Okay, so it's still uh, Saturday time? at nine thirty. Is that what you said? At nine thirty Central Standard Time. Are you gonna be ready? Because you know the first time you weren't ready. Okay, so how about ten o'clock? Okay, ten. Great, perfect. Okay. 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 Ok
10 Central Standard Time. 10 Central Standard Time on Zoom. We will post the link on our social media so you can join in and have some fun. All right. And we had fun the last time. Bye, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Well, that's it. Thank you for coming and getting a taste of Marsha's plate. You can listen to us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Make sure you leave a review because we really need those five stars, y'all. And go like our Facebook page and leave some comments. We will be posting exclusive content every Thursday, so you definitely don't want to miss out. You can also follow us on Twitter and any other social media site at Marsha's Plate. If you'd like to donate or advertise with us, hit us up at diamondstyles at gmail.com. That's diamondstylz at gmail.com. And that's it for us, y'all. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. You going to say bye, Mia? Oh, bye, (laughs) (laughs) y'all. Every little thing's going to be all